Hey, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the Kicks and Tell podcast. Thank you for listening to the first episode and waiting with uh, bated breath for us to return. Ironically, we're recording this episode almost a year to the day that we recorded the first episode. Wow, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know, a lot's happened in between and we'll talk about all of that. But we want to first of all say like, you know, thank you so much to everyone that listened and gave it a rating. We got some great ratings on uh, the podcast app for iTunes. You can find us on the iTunes app uh, or Apple podcast app. We're in Apple for podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify as well, as well as Simplecast, uh, another website that just basically hosts our podcast. But yeah, feel free to like reach out, give us feedback. That's the best way we know that we're doing something right and okay. Uh, I'm Marcus uh, Coleman. I'm one of the hosts here. Uh, you can find me at Marcus Allen Coleman on Instagram. If you want to like befriend me and talk about sneakers or just be like, your take on sneakers is super terrible, Marcus. I want to confront you on a social media platform. <laughs> uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Charlie. Charlie. Hey, I'm Charlie Bostrom. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well as, as Charlie Boss, although mine won't be maybe as interesting as Marcus's artistry and uh, our podcast page, but you can find me there too if you want to hassle me or talk to me as well about sneakers or anything. Totally. Like dogs. <laughs> Adorable dogs. An yeah. adorable dog. If you want to reach us or like have any questions or anything, where we're you know working at keeping up to date now that we're out of out of our out of our COVID funk and back to recording, you can find us on Instagram at Kicks and Tell Podcast, all one word. Uh, we're shortly joined by our third co-host, the train. <laughs> uh, I live in Chicago, hey. live next to a train shack, and I have a third roommate that joins us all the time so you're going to hear every so often don't worry they come through real fast uh doesn't sound too bad on the mic yeah i don't think it does either especially you know know, i don't want to i don't want to plug out the mic that we're using (laughs) you know i don't want to be like you know sponsor uh blue snowball podcasting mic (laughs) from best buy uh (laughs) it does a good job of picking it up then in that case but quite a microphone i know it's pretty nice right yeah <laughs> yeah thank you guys for joining us uh i think that a lot has happened since the first episode came up and it's kind of funny that we recorded that episode three months before we dropped it and then like literally when it happened it came out so much happened uh i don't know if you guys have been aware been reading the news or not there's been a pandemic going on uh <laughs> globally called COVID 19 uh, it's had a huge effect on the sneaker community. So we're going to, of course, talk about that and kind of talk about what happened with sneakers before this occurred. Uh, we'll also kind of continue our conversation a little bit. We hinted at, at the last episode about the year of the dunk. Like this has been, the dunk has been the flavor of the season. The dunks have so been many dunks, huge. Man. Yeah, you know, I remember in basketball when it was all about jump shots and now there's dunks everywhere. <laughs> This is a really Seriously. bad basketball pun. Uh, <laughs> that's how you know we're back. Q, we back playing with we back with chance in the background. We don't actually have license to chance's music, so just imagine it in your heads. Uh, we'll talk about the dunk. We'll talk about some of the most talked about 
uh, drops for us that we saw over this last stretch a few months. And then we might even talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some controversial things, controversial things happening at Nike. And then, you know, we like to end the show talking about what we're wearing in our heavy rotation and generally some of our favorite purchases. Uh, I think we're a little early in the year to talk sneaker of the year. I know we talked sneaker of the year last year in like November, right, Charlie? Yeah. But I think we're a little early, especially with every single drop that's happened this year. I feel like there's been a couple of really good ones that will last as as top choices through the last few months of 2020 here. I think so, I too. Think, yeah. It kind of reminds me of like Oscar season and how like Oscar season starts kind of in the year before and you kind of forget some of those early shows that you watch or TV or those yeah. movies you watch, you know, and you're like, exactly. Oh snap. Yeah. I remember that movie. It came out this Oscar season. Yeah. That's like how I feel about Astral world. Like it kind of is like hitting my mind that Astral world's like what a year and a half old. And I, yeah, it feels it like, like it 20, came out 2018. Yeah. Right. It feels like it came out like six months ago. <laughs> Last summer it was two summers ago, two summers ago crazy it's wild and here we are in like drop city for travis uh how has how has covid affected you marcus well uh you know honestly it's had an impact i'm working from home a lot uh my wife is a teacher she's teaching from home a lot uh but really like you know without getting into all that fun stuff uh, i would say like sneaker wise it's definitely i've had that's what i meant i'm sorry about (laughs) in regard to your your sneakers life because we could probably spend a whole several hours talking about how COVID has affected our lives outside of just sneakers. No, totally. We could like turn to what this turns into like a NPR podcast really quick. Uh, <laughs> Two guys from Chicago talk about how COVID affected their lives and then a couple comments about sneakers. Right. All you have to do is like, it's like two guys and a Chicago dog. And that's what the podcast would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be the perfect like dog podcast. <laughs> like a dude, like two dudes who like rate dogs in Chicago. Oh my god. Hey, if there's two dudes out there listening that like to rate Over. dogs, we have the <laughs> podcast name for you. Two guys and a Chicago dog. That's that's a good one. Right? Man. That'll should... that'll be our second podcast that we <laughs> that we get in, in 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 this in the works after this is finished. We'll just keep plugging new podcasts we make every time. It'll be like a bit. <laughs> writing this idea down right now (laughs) but uh no so right before covid happened uh you know not to not to plug anything but it was my birthday like a month before covid it was also all-star weekend and all of this was happening and all-star weekend was crazy like it feels like all-star weekend was literally a year and a half ago it feels just it feels further than astral world feels to me (laughs) What month is your birthday? Is it March? It's February. Oh, okay. So my birthday is in like the early part, mid part, middle part of February. And then All-Star Weekend happened the weekend after my birthday. And then two weekends after that, like COVID started to like shut down businesses. Did you but get any sneakers for your birthday? I did. I, I, I got, thanks to our two good friends of the podcast who waited in line with me at Nike and we still didn't get the sneakers at Nike, but they waited in line for me with me for like four hours in the freezing cold. Friends of the podcast, oh, man. Kaylin and Carla. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> they waited in the freezing cold. We met some funny people in line. 
Like <laughs> we got to hang out with some real, like some townies, some out of townies, some people there just trying to resell. And it was, it was wild. Cause it was like, the line was moving at a decent rate. And then all of a sudden, like people were trying to rush the door and then they would shut down the line, essentially like, you know, you can be lined up, but we're not letting anybody in. And then all of a sudden, like five dudes would come out with 20 bags, you know, on their hustle, doing their thing. Be like, you guys got to stay calm in line. And I'm like, bro, how can I stay calm in line when you just walked out with 20 bags? <laughs> and then by the time that's, we got. That's cold, dude. dude that's it ice was, cold. It was, and it was ice cold. It was like below 10. It felt terrible. And uh, I mean, it was wild. A lot of stuff happened that day. <laughs> what and shoe was that? Was that a dunk? It was no, it was the uh, eighty-five Jordan. Uh, oh right, right, right. The, the, and it was the, the black only, and red. Yeah, it was the shoe I wanted the most this year. Like I wanted oh, that yeah. shoe so bad, and a lot of people had like beef with the leather on it. They were like they didn't like the the toughness of the leather. They didn't feel like it. I people in the leather on a Jordan one. Like I'm not the person to talk to that that much because the Jordan one isn't my favorite Jordan. But to me, yeah. like as long as it's not satin or it's not patent leather, it's fine for me. Like, I'll even wear, like, the the knit Jordan ones. Like, I'll wear those. I'll wear the – it's not prime knit, whatever they call what it. About, what about suede? Suede, absolutely. New buck. New buck, I'd do it. I'd do it. I'd wear – I'd wear cow. <laughs> I'd cow, wear cow, cow, cow printed. With the, with the hair. With the hide and everything. Yeah, the Ben and Jerry Jordan ones. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know about those. That would that they're, would be they're hype and everything. We'll talk about those. We'll talk about we'll, those in a bit though. We'll get to those. But yeah, and so that was like that was the big thing. And then I ended up hitting on them a day later, heartbroken at, at work. They did the drop, like the the sneaker stash, and I hit and I went to Nike the next day. I like was gonna go there hell or high water and picked them up. And on my lunch break, I slapped them on my feet and I was like nope these are mine i love them they are they're so good and wearing them at that point when it's kind of like cold out and i was wearing like thicker socks was great because it like really formed in my foot nicely and yeah even so in the summer when i was wearing them they felt like perfectly broken in but uh beautiful but yeah uh, the airship pack came out did you remember the airship pack yeah, I was just I was just looking that up. What what came with the airships? It was the it was a two pack, and one one of them was a white a white airship with a red swoosh and red panel on top, right? It was the airship two. The it was like the it's the prototype Jordan. It's like the prototype two that Jordan wore, and right. then uh, the Jordan one high in white and black or white and red, and that pack drove people wild. It was like. Uh, I remember seeing on Snapchat or something like people were lined up. They were lined up for that and the off-white fives at like foot action and stuff downtown. People were like flying in like the week before. Yeah. That's the off-white fives were the, the gray pair, right? Yeah, the gray pair with the with the optional hole to cut out. Man, do you, how, okay, how do you feel about those? How do you feel about those off-white fives? Um... You know, I think the gray ones look really nice. I don't really like the cream color ones that recently came out. I feel like they're just, I don't know what it is about them. It's not like they're terrible or anything. I just, I don't know. They're like, they don't seem that special. The gray ones are kind of like low key. And then you realize that they're, 
they're off white and stuff like who uh, terrence has those yeah, yeah. And i think they look they look fresh on him and they're they're really like interesting looking they look they look like a little different than a regular pair of fives the little circles are kind of crazy looking when you notice that they're there i really like the the gray ones a lot like i think they i tried to get those yeah without I, without permission from my wifey <laughs> hey it happens it gets us all yeah <laughs> that's maybe why you didn't get them it's because you had to get you had to get that good karma on your side dude it's true it's totally true <laughs> No, I feel the same way about them. I felt like they they were low key because I felt like they got clowned on the internet by a lot of OG sneakerheads, and I wouldn't say I consider myself anywhere near that level because I was born in 1990 and I was broke until now, and I didn't. How really... do people how do people clown them? Like, what do they say about them? Well, it's just like the same thing everyone says about like Virgil and the derivative off whites after the like uh, the original ten. Like, they just don't seem innovative enough to them, or they seem kind of dumb. Or it doesn't make sense. Why would I cut a hole in my sneaker? What's the other point of this hole? And then the backstory, you know, you watch the sneaker story and they don't believe Virgil or they don't find it compelling enough. I personally think a lot of people just have like Virgil fatigue. Like there's off-white fatigued. And I don't yeah. blame them because Virgil's become, you know, Virgil, the thing about being like a like, like iconic in the hype beast world is that dudes can get mad like, weird sorts of jealous and everyone thinks they're like art history historian they think they have like the artistic eye so then they get sick of your shit and they don't want to they don't want to fuck with you and then all of a sudden like everyone has a think piece about you you know yeah <laughs> and regardless of like what you think about like virgil as a human being uh as an artist to accomplish what he's accomplished it's, it's actually pretty cool and, yeah and i think that there's something to that do i think that every off-white sneaker is like great with nike nah yeah um i agree but i'm also in the like school of thought like if you're not if you're not like hyped on it and you're just like trying to be a hype person about it and someone has a real reason they like it i'm not gonna like shit on that like i'm just gonna let you enjoy what yeah. you enjoy and like what you said that great one is like so low-key like like terrence got and i was like damn like that like that's a damn good shoe you know yeah and I was thinking, like, you know, if that shoe didn't have off-white with it, but had the same design, right? If off-white wasn't hyping that, that shoe would be like a really dope and weird collab to own. Like, I would, I would own that shoe. I don't even like the Jordan Five. The Jordan yeah. Five and the Jordan Two are in the same bucket of Jordans that don't even gift to me. You know, <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. I could go on and on about those two specific Jordans. I do not care for. I just never have. Is Never it the will. tongue? On the fives, it's mostly yeah. the tongue, <laughs> and it's the it's the it's like the the sole pattern I never cared for. The, like and, the the fighter jet pattern. Yeah, I just don't I don't care for it at all. It's kind of funky. I I do want a pair of fives. I don't have a pair. The five design always to me looked like a shoe meant for children. Like it looked like a grade school shoe. That's what it was meant for. Like, like the it two, it definitely got that '90s, early '90s vibe. Yeah, sure. I'm like, bro, like, give me a lollipop and put me on a tricycle. Like, that's what that shoe makes me think. <laughs> and then the two, a, a big wheel. Me, the two makes me think of a fucking bowling, like bowling. Like, <laughs> it just looks like a bowling shoe to me. It's just a ugly... yeah. You know what? I agree. I actually feel like I, I feel like the only people I see wearing twos are uh, like middle aged guys. Right. Well, and, wearing, and, and, they're, 
friend of the podcast, Alex, he uh, he loves his twos, you know, uh, Mr. GR, we call him, Mr. General Release. This man never which, misses, a, misses a general release. <laughs> which twos does he have that he wears? I've never seen him wear a pair of twos. Uh, I don't know the top of my head. I know that the ones that he owns that I always clown him on are the Mellows. The Just Don ones? No, he doesn't have the Just Dons. Kaliso has the Just Dons. Uh, man, we're just putting everybody's stuff on the universe right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like those just down ones. I think they look kind of neat. I would. There was a, uh, there was like a creamy orange colored pair that he that he released in addition to like the tan pair. Yeah, and I think those orange ones look really really crazy. I would I would like a pair of those. They they're like thousands of dollars if you look for them on online. But speaking of just down, that's a really good segue. That just reminded me of another release: RSVP and the uh, just and the RSVP just down. Uh, was it Nike? They're the Air Force One highs, but they had an Air Force Two back on them. I think. Do you remember those? No, I'm trying to look them up right now. RSVP just on Air Force One. Let me see here. Let me see. They're cool. I love that shoe. They did. Uh, they came out a, this year. Yeah. Well, the blue ones or the ones I believe that came out during. Uh during all-star weekend but the white with the like translucent sole and green uh swoosh mark that shoe is like I, everyone knows who knows me knows i love the air force one i love the air force one there's an air force one for every mood that air force yeah. one i would i would wear i would be buried in i love that air force mm. one it's just so dope i love when i love when people collab on the air force one and 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 mess with the soul. Like I just love it when they get funky with the soul. And then the backing, I'm looking at them. They 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 look tight, dude. And they have like a clear backing. Yeah, and the back has the Air Force Two back on it. I believe that says like Nike on the back. It just says RSVP on it. Oh right. Well, normally like on Air on Air Force Two, it says Nike. Uh, is interesting. It, it's such a dope shoe, and I don't know what happened with the release of that. How it was supposed to go down. But man, was I like upset about not being able to get that? Oh, they don't exist because you can you can you can try to find them online. It looks like. Well, I think there's like you can buy a resale pair, but I think that they only like had a small grouping of pairs that were kind of out into the hands of influencers and friends and family. Bummer. The blue ones, we and I like the blue ones, but like I I'm at this phase in my life where I'm like 30, you know, because my birthday passed. I'm 30. Yes. I'm very, very particular about what color shoes I wear because I can easily go from like wearing a cool color pair of shoes and wearing some orange shoes and look like the great pumpkin. And I just don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to walk around and people go like, yo, look at that big great pumpkin over there. (laughs) And those are the blue ones. I don't want people calling me a Smurf. Like I have a a very sensitive ego, you know? (laughs) Well, you wear those blue, uh, you wear those blue, uh, Virgil MCA Air Force yeah. Ones, but those are low, and those are those are like low key, and they have a silver yeah, swoosh on true. that. The, the blue RSVP ones are like high tops. They are very blue. You know, yeah, like you're are. walking around with like Papa Smurf hype on your shoes, and it's just like a lot to handle. <laughs> they really are, but um, yeah, it was, that was a big release. I think also just Don did some jerseys as well or some shorts because he always does the shorts and the jerseys every year but i think 
all of those mainstream releases had their moment during that All-Star weekend. But wow, I totally I totally don't remember those just on ones at all. They were really low key. And I think they did like yeah. a stash in Chicago, and then that was the only release I knew about them. Um but then again, like a lot was happening at the time. Uh but you know, the 85s and the in the airship pack, airship two pack, I feel like those were like pretty big for the moment, but resellers were like hopping onto it and really like making a stink out of it. I think the true MVP of All-Star Weekend, hands down, Joe Fresh Goods, New Balance, the 992. That shoe, do you remember when that shoe came out? Yeah, I tried to go for it. Or uh, I no, I didn't actually. I really wanted to. You're talking about the pink and red ones, right? Yeah, yeah. The no emotions, our emotions. Yeah. That shoe, I think, here's the thing. That shoe single-handedly. Single-handedly. Made, made the 992 a popular shoe. It, The profile just jumped up. How can you put into words how much strength a storyteller in design and in a collaboration elevated a brand like that like you can't really describe what happened there you know what i mean do you think that do you think someone who is a sneakerhead in like la would say the same thing about joe fresh goods we're not just biased because we live here in chicago i think that everyone i think joe fresh goods put his thumbprint on the like entire movement of sneakers at that moment i think he had already been he had already been like having his like all-star year, you know, like he got complex time in Chicago. He had pop-ups happening every weekend last year and he was killing it. The hat game was killing it. Fat Tiger Workshop, all those dudes were like the profile was just up. And then I think everyone wanted to know what Joe was going to bring. And then like, if you're in Chicago, like you kind of know, you hear about Joe and like how things went with other brands and you're like, dang, like, He's doing his thing with New Balance. I thought he was hanging out with so-and-so, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're hyped for New Balance because he's crafting the narrative and the story. You know, you just kind of feel some type of way about it. And I think everyone in sneakers at the moment, I think they were ready for something new and something genuine. And I think with a genuine artist and a genuine collaborator, it is very very obvious to the masses that's how you know you know what i mean like you yeah. just feel it and that sneaker like i don't, I don't wear new balances because i have i have big fat size 14 feet like my feet are wide and like i feel bad for i thought they that, were i thought they were supposed to be good for wide feet like then they're comfy i've never had a new balance pair that fit well in my life you tried i tried uh i used to wear them like in high school for like uh, gym class and stuff and just never worked out and i've been wearing a size 14 since 14 like i feel bad when Dang. people have to walk on the street with me because i'm like i'm gonna step on your foot and i apologize like <laughs> and, sorry <laughs> yeah i just like i wish i had a card i can just drop but big feet big feet gang marcus coleman <laughs> but that shoe but like yeah dude that shoe was i think it told i think it told the right story and it it did what it was supposed to do and even now, like the resale on it's hella high. It's, and I think, you know, resale isn't like a way to just like place a value on a, on a sneaker only, but I think that's like the most obvious way to do it. But I think the biggest value is like 
now everyone is watching how Joe moves. You know what I mean? People yeah, all like, this shit sells out. And I, I, I really, I agree with you about his uh, genuineness, like for the culture. Like you feel like when you, when you look at his website, if you go to the shop, you know, it's like. It's real. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree. Uh, I think that's something cool. I think that's, that's a really cool aspect about him. I think that comes off in his shoe. And I honestly, you know, we, I think where, when you look at the impact of COVID on the secret community and the hype community and all these things that are wrapped up and cross-pollinating, just the community of people that collect dope shit. Joe Fresh Goods was kind of like a weird way, a North Star for everyone who was like, yo, I'm going to use this time that I'm stuck at home to like work hard on what I'm trying to create and do. Mm-hmm. And then Joe and all the dudes at Fat Tiger Workshop like put a lot of people on Chicago on. They they put Chicago creators like up and on their back and, and amplified their voices. Mm-hmm. And to go from having like the knockout sneaker of All-Star Weekend and still like, you know, because I think he dropped some hats before COVID hit fully. He dropped two, he did some New Balance hats. Like while he was doing that, he was literally putting the city on his back. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Mid- midsummer, he dropped some hats. He drops. He dropped a socks hat and a Cubs hat. And I think and then since then, I think there's been a few things. Yeah, and I think that's like you know, that's important. That's that is you know, that to me tells me a lot about how someone uh, creates and uh, how genuine they are. And I think that's. He's honestly the biggest success story out of COVID because he honestly like kind of just like said, hey, you know, I don't give a damn about COVID. Like I'm gonna keep creating, I'm gonna keep making stuff. I'm not gonna turn this into like a praising Joe Freshgood's podcast. I promise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I find I find his work very fascinating. I find I listen to like him interview with Jeff Staples twice, uh, once during uh, Jeff Staples podcast before COVID, and then they did like a check-in episode during COVID and I was really intrigued with what he had to say and, and how he speaks to it. And as someone who's working and making art in Chicago, but a Chicago transplant, like not from Chicago, it, it gives me a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for this community of artists here. And definitely, you know, when you get to the point where you're the dude, you're the guy of your city, you can either ride that wave to the very top and and destroy every person on the way up there or just ignore the people kind of floundering and drowning, or you can help everyone catch the wave with you. And mm-hmm. I think Joe has helped and made it a point for everyone to catch the wave with him. He maybe not be like going and like, knocking on people's door and be like, yo, I saw you made this, like, come on, let's collab together. But he's giving real feedback by like, you know, doing real stuff and signal boosting real people. And I just appreciate it. You can't, you can't hate on that, you know? Yeah. Do you think we'll ever see Joe Fresh Goods and like a retail, a huge retail giant collaboration, like, like Gap and Kith or. Nah, um... I think I don't want to spoil his podcast with Jeff Staple, but they really do talk kind of about like, like wholesale and things like that. Uh, yeah. I think Joe's most important quality, and I think it's like a very Chicago quality, which I think is kind of cool, is that uh, 
he enjoys and he takes pride in having control and direction of everything of his brand from talking about his brand to how his brand looks on a shelf. And yeah. I think that that was something I learned from that podcast about like how I feel about wholesale personally. And I was like, that kind of changed my whole vibe for how I felt like I was making stuff. I was like, yeah, I think that's like the route that I don't want to, like, I want to go a route where I have a real control of my narrative and what I design, you know? Yeah. You know, for someone like me, like I, I would say like for all of this stuff, like, I feel like the reason that we're even on this podcast together is because you're like, you're like the, you know, all, everything about all, all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I'm like into it and know some stuff, but I'm like the enthusiast, you know, where <laughs> when I look at a, a thing like hype clothes or like an artist such as Joe Fresh Goods, who makes interesting hats and shoes and things like that, it, it has like a crisp look and it's not outlandish, but it has an interesting art piece. If you look at it, like it's some, it's like, like the the New Balance sneakers, there there isn't anything super different about them from another pair of nine nine twos, other than the color paneling is extremely unique compared to all the other options in nine nine two silhouette. You know what I mean? So like when you look at it, it's like, huh, it's kind of an interesting pair of New Balance. And then if you if you ask the person wearing them, they'd be like, oh, that's actually a Joe Freshgoods collaboration. It's like, huh, you know. Yeah, I might be I might be babbling on about this here, but no, you're not wrong because that brings me to my other point, and probably where we can move on to the talk about dunks after this. But yeah, so Joe Freshgoods did New Balance, right? Yeah, and I think every brand marketing department that's trying to market to clientele that that cross into Joe Freshgoods territory saw that and saw like, dang. He hijacked All-Star Weekend from Nike and Adidas. I mean, Adidas is easy to hijack anyways. Like, they're not doing really much with the brand to begin with, but... Yeah. Like, yeah, really. You know, driving around tanks the city in the city, giving out free pairs of sneakers. Like, that was cool. We could talk about that. I don't really want to talk about that because I didn't get a pair, but... <laughs> <laughs> Would you Quantum- have given the pair of shoes you were wearing for a pair of basketball for Quantum Yeezys? No. I would have just taken them. I don't think I would have. Yeah. I think I was wearing black Air Force Ones. I would have just taken them. (laughs) Didn't they make you give them the shoes you were wearing? Man, black Air Force Ones give you a superpower. You can just snatch anything. (laughs) You can snatch and grab it. I got got it now. I got it now. I got it now. All-Star Weekend was around. I wore black black Air Force Ones all day. (laughs) Put a ski mask in my back pocket, you know? (laughs) Oh man, look out for that guy! He's got black Air Force ones on. It's a dead giveaway. You go to the, go, they go to the cops. Hey, who did that, sir? Uh, he had black Air Force. They look around. Eight out of ten dudes got on black Air Force one. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh uh, man, no, I wouldn't have given up a pair of shoes for that because the rollout is sure is cool and all that jazz. But I think the reason why that fell flat on his face is that I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give myself a. 60 seconds to talk about Kanye West only. Yeah. Kanye, my favorite performer, one of my favorite artists of all time. I've I've been a fan of him since I was, you know, 13 years old, 10 years old, maybe. Maybe not 10. The 13 is probably more like it. Through the Wire came out in like 99. (laughs) Did it? 
No. Yeah. Or like 2000, maybe? Maybe maybe 2001. I don't know. But that's a different podcast. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the Yeezy and the Yeezy line is so cool to me. But Kanye at this time is so divorced from Chicago. Like he's in a trial separation from Chicago. And it's been going on oh, for a man. long time. I'm not even from Chicago. And I feel like this dude is like basically from Joliet, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so to come in and do this like tank release thing. First of all, I see black tanks. I'm going to freak out and be like, oh, no, they come in to get me. And I was just like, you know, I'm not really feeling that release. And then having people trade their sneakers in for that. And, you know, he could do all that nice stuff. But anything that Kanye West does release wise in Chicago feels inherently disingenuine. And it's hard to like to jump in on it and feel cool because he hasn't been in Chicago the last few years cooking stuff up in a way that feels genuine and i'm not saying anything it's not a bad thing i think he's got other things he's doing other things he was doing but <laughs> i just yeah. don't think that that release landed the way he wanted so that's it really sixth... does feel like he's he's like left he's like left his early life behind him i don't i don't know if it's necessarily just that i think he thinks I think it's like a big picture thing, but again, I think that's like a separate podcast yeah. about yeah, 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 about Kanye West and all the oh, things man. that go into it. That's like a whole five episode arc, uh, with Jake Fogelnest or something like that. Uh, you know, I was thinking about Yeezys earlier today because it's like, are do are Yeezys are Yeezys still relevant? Like, do they and they and they of course are. Like, they're still they think, a million millions of people wear Yeezys now. And actually, I, one one of two, like non regular pairs of sneakers that I purchased this year is a pair of Yeezys, and I still look at them and I like every every single pair. I consider like, do I like it? And usually, I, even back when they came out, the answer was like, no, nah, I don't really like it. But some of them just hit me where it's like, huh, I really like the colors on that one, or whatever, you know. I think the Yeezy completed what it was going to do. Yeah, I think Kanye was talking like you know wanting to jump over Jumpman or whatever. I think in the sense being like wanting to become an iconic silhouette of shoe. Yeah, to be he a shoe that fell can... firmly into sneakerdom, the the Yeezy for sure. Yeah, it's become like its own version of an Air Force One. And the this the, the 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 Yeezy line, like all of them, you might not feel all of them, and that's how you know you made it. Like you know yeah. that you have a shoe that that you wanted to make a standard, you know. It's like you're not gonna make someone no one's gonna invent a new jazz standard. But if someone did, that's dope. But then it just becomes a standard. It becomes something you play in between sets, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think the same thing happened for the, the Yeezy's goal was to become a silhouette that you could just have around. And the the hypeness of it will ebb and flow, but it will, guess what? It's here to stay. It's going to be around forever. You know, unless Kanye West commits a mass atrocity, that the, the Yeezy <laughs> shoe, and he's gotten close, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it really is amazing the things that he's done and hasn't, he's gotten, he, he's he been temporarily canceled by certain groups of people, I think several times in the last decade, but he never, he never seems to get entirely canceled by the entire United States culture. You know, he doesn't, or the world, the world culture that he created. He doesn't. Yeah. Goldfish. There's memory, always going to be people. There's always going to be people that something that he did meant so much to them. And it were, were such a big deal that, like, 
several of his albums, all of his albums are are gonna go down in history as classics for sure. You know, it's not like they were a wave or all or, or anything at all. No, nah, totally. I feel the same way. I feel the exact same way. Again, separate podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so, the- isn't it so bad we can't talk about Yeezys without catching the wrong wave? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that we talk about that we could probably talk a whole hour and a half about, like that's Chicago, true. Chicago uh, sneaker culture, or Kanye West, or COVID nineteen. That's true. We have a and, lot, of- and it's and its effects on our sneaker lives. Yeah. So stay tuned, fans. We have more episodes coming your way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was gonna say about Joe. Okay, so all these brands saw Joe do this release, hijack All Star Weekend awesome and i think they started looking and go like man what has joe done that i can i can repeat and i don't know if you remember i feel like it was a year and a half ago it was before i got married uh so it was like a year and some change ago yeah uh, where joe did a collab with mcdonald's and you got like you go to mcdonald's and you got like a joe fresh good shirt or I think a hat and something else. You got all these accessories. And I remember- He I, did that in Chicago? He did that in Chicago. And I remember you could do Uber Eats and get one. And I was at I was at my wife's place before we lived together. And I was like ordering McDonald's more than I had ever ordered in my life. <laughs> and then I got my shirt and it was a medium. And I was like, damn. <laughs> What'd you do with that shirt? Uh, I gave the shirt, I gave the shirt away to someone that- did me a solid. I was like, oh, thanks. You have this really cool McDonald's Joe Fresh Good shirt. And they're like, oh, man. I was like, I wish I could find it. But, you know. No, that's big, good. That's I have big good feet. That you did that. I have big feet. I wear large shirts. I'm a big dude. I'm all right. Yeah. You know. Uh, Is it someone I know? The person you gave the McDonald's Joe Fresh Good shirt to? Nah, it's someone. It's someone like a friend, like a family friend. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh I really wanted that shirt, man. I was not, I've never been so hard. I, I thought about. Can you do, can you describe the shirt? Uh, you uh, can't really put into words. Just you know, uh, we'll put it. I'll put a, Google, a link in Google to what they look like on the. I'll put okay. a link in the podcast notes. Uh, but it was dope. It was just cool. It was a cool collab. It made me just jacked. It was like so fun. It was fun. That's what it was. And I remember I was super pumped for it, and I was like, man, if only. I seriously was like, man, should I take hydroxy cut? Can I get to fit this shirt if I took hydroxy cut? <laughs> <laughs> but then, okay, but here we are in COVID a year and a half later. Who doesn't drop with McDonald's globally? Yeah. And I, you know, I bought one of those t shirts and I, I actually like it. I like the t shirt. I'm going to wear it. Hey, go for it, man. I bought the tray. I bought the tray. That was it. I wasn't going to buy. I have, a, I have a weird thing about wearing a McDonald's shirt. Like, like i don't want a mcdonald's shirt and like i already have a bunch of travis shirts so i didn't want to like have double the branding like the mcdonald's joe fresh good shirt to me was so genuine and so unique to chicago and i just didn't yeah. want to have i didn't want to be walking around like bada ba loving it with like eight other dudes on the same block you know yeah you know what do you think it is for travis scott what do you think it is for him like do you think it was you know, you're Travis Scott and you're this McDonald's collaboration is in the works where you're going to drop a bunch of clothes and shit on, on McDonald's website for people to purchase. I well, think, is it for the money? Is it, I think is it it's, for the, the legacy? What is it for? You know? I think, I don't think, I don't want to put it because I watched that Travis Scott doc with my wife during COVID 
Yeah. And I think for him, honestly, like sometimes I forget how young he is. Like, yeah. I, I really think that it's like a, it's a, can I turn this brand out? Can I, can I put my spin on it and make it happen? And I, I, I truly think that he was really thinking he was super original with it. And I think Nike was like, we seem to find another dude like Joe. Because then they yeah. jumped to Jay Belvin for Jay Belvin's drop. You know, now they're just doing drops with like urban adjacent people. And so it's not, it's not unique anymore. Yeah. And I think Travis's was supposed to feel really, I think Travis's drops, unfortunately, like they, they start to become, they, they're starting to become like the new Yeezy drops and off-white drops. They're starting to become very contentious and... <laughs> Yeah, because people people know how it goes now, and the average Joe is not going to get whatever, like, is not going to get the next Travis Scott sneakers. Right. And they're going to be salty. They're going to try, and they're going to be salty about it. Like, I've tried for every pair and not gotten them, so I'm not super salty about it because I just don't care that enough. Well, you should get about, salty because you're going to have your McDonald's stuff. shirt. I got my McDonald's <laughs> shirt. It came in the mail a couple weeks ago. I haven't worn it yet because I don't go anywhere, so... I don't It'd be really great when you open it out of the box. It goes ba da ba ba ba. It's Cactus Jack. It's Cactus Jack. I thought it was cool. The Fortnite drop. The Fortnite drops that went three. I I got a little choked up with Fortnite when he did the Fortnite concert. Like I'm not gonna lie. Wait, what? What did it? You have to describe what you're talking about because I I believe I know that that happened, but I don't know anything about it. So the beginning of COVID he did a drop with Fortnite where he did three nights of like a virtual concert. Okay. And like you showed up in Fortnite to like wherever, I don't know. I played Fortnite for a little bit. Like I got into it during COVID and then I got out of it during COVID. (laughs) But he had like a virtual concert. People showed up and they could watch him perform. And he was, his like avatar would turn giant and stuff. And the reason I got kind of like choked up was because my dad, you know, like my dad, uh, he loves video games and he loves cult pop culture and yeah. he loves shit like that. Like my dad, it was 55 years old playing the shit out of destiny. And he would talk to my friends on destiny and he thought like big major events like that were cool. And I'm thinking like, man, it sucks that I'm stuck here in Chicago and I can't be home, you know, with my old man kind of watching this artist. He doesn't really know, but he thinks it's kind of cool. Cause he could plug a switch into the dock and watch it on the TV and, all yeah. these people are having fun. I got choked. I mean, it made me miss my old man, you know. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. And I thought that was cool. And then the the, the drops were like a Nerf pickaxe, his like Travis Scott figurine stuff, and wait, were, like a real you could buy a real live Nerf pickaxe. Yeah, it was like something like that. You could buy all sorts of like Fortnite swag, and then that's when he did the like Cactus Station, like it was like a PlayStation ripoff kind of bit. And I think that's what led to his PlayStation uh, collab, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like a separate episode. We should just talk about Travis Scott's year, a year and a half of the life of Travis Scott. I think that's like a really good podcast is just talking about how much he's tied to all of the movements in the culture right now. Because he's very tied to it. Like his in the dunk, last his dunk six, helped push dunks. Years. You know, yeah. speaking of which, let's talk about it, man. Oh, it's dunk time. It's dunk time. 
I wish I could play. <laughs> I wish I could play a jock jam song right now. Like do 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 do. Let me tell you. That was more. Let me tell. Let me tell you. So for dunks, dunks for me personally, Charlie. I, I think I I would have seen a dunk before the last couple of years when I started really like paying attention to like this, the world of sneakers. But I, I didn't know anything about dunks. Like I didn't know, you know, now that I'm into it, like I didn't know that even 15 years ago, there were little skate shops coming out with like unique pairs of dunks. You know, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know they're, they're rich and storied history as one of one of Nike's like up and down sneakers, you know. And having just watched, I just rewatched the 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 little short episodes that the sneakers app has about dunks because I knew we were going to talk about it. Oh yeah, no worries. No, it's and a- it's just it's just, it is kind of a it is kind of a crazy thing. Like it, it is kind of a neat sneaker, and I'm glad that I'm glad that it's the sneaker that is super hype this year. I, I'm sad that the quantities seem to be so small for every single drop. But I also like that there's, and I, it must have been like this in the past. And remember, this is me coming as somebody who doesn't know anything about the history of dunks and what it was like back in the day. I think it's really cool that all these little skate shops come out with these exclusive dunks that have unique colors. There's been a couple that I was really sad that I didn't win raffles for, you know? Which ones? Uh, I think I think it was Atlas had like a like a white and like light yellow ah uh, yes pair. the very uh, not the nautical looking pair the, the yeah yeah the best dunk those high were, of the year yes th- those were really nice oh is it because those were really nice they look really nice i i wish i won that raffle i love those those are great yeah. those were out of the dunk highs th- those and the doramon dunks were my two favorite dunk highs doramon dunks i have to look that up they were the doramon. white and blue they're based off a of japanese uh like Japanese big cartoon character. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's kind of like a like Hello Kitty size big there, you know, like huge. Uh, oh, reasonable resale if you really wanted to get a pair of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything's reasonable resale until you know until rent comes around, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or until you have a child. Like, I know. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but. I, so I hear. Yeah. But so yeah, those Atlas ones I would have bought great. more sneakers this year for the child. I would have bought me a pair of dunks. <laughs> hey, but that's, that, that's another thing about the dunks. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, 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 please. I, I was just going to say, that's another thing about why I think it's cool that the dunk is kind of the hype sneaker this year is that it's not, it's not like a $200 pair of Jordan 4s or a $250 pair of uh, Yeezys. You know what I mean? That's like the best three hundred dollar pair of Yeezys. I think like dunks have to be that cheap because if you're gonna skate them, they're gonna get destroyed, you know. And <laughs> yeah, people don't people don't want to go buy pay two hundred dollars for a sneaker that they know they're gonna destroy. Absolutely. You know how many skate like there's so many shoes like I've had so many shoes in my life because I skated for like I still skate, but when I was skating growing up, like I was terrible. But you still tear up a shoe being terrible. Like there's yeah. no way to skate and not tear a shoe up. I think. I mean, this is a weird tangent, but. There's a company I saw on Instagram that uses a, a different grip on grip tape. They use like what they use for ping pong paddles. 
and yeah. they sell it, and, and the grip tape's got okay reviews, but like I don't know, there's something about tearing into a shoe that feels good. <laughs> feels good. Oh, man. the grip tape's supposed to not tear into your shoes. Yeah, the ones that these other guys made, but I don't know. There's something great about like the sound of grip tape ripping against the shoe. Like it's like a baseball yeah. bat hitting a baseball to me. Do um, I remember my buddy and uh, my buddy in high school was like he wasn't good or anything, but he was into skateboarding, and he always had like. Uh, I think he had a pair of birdhouse shoes. I don't know if birdhouse had a shoe. I'm like pretty sure that he had a pair of birdhouse shoes. Wait, no, maybe they were maybe they were Etnies. Yeah, probably Etnies. Yeah, with like but, but, extra but, extra material and the pinky toe where you like pop your your ollies, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, where the drag happens. Sort of like a pair of uh of like don't the blazers the. The 77 blazers and that extra panel of leather right there is supposed to be for that purpose. Kind of. I think it kind of evolved to that purpose. But there's a lot of skate shoes that do that. I think uh, DC had yeah. a few pairs. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there was a pair of Osiris's that did it too. Maybe DVS. Um, it was a pretty cool innovation of sneaker companies. I don't think Nike really makes this. I think there's a, Jan- there's a Janowski Max that maybe has something like that on it. But hmm. He actually had a pretty cool video that came out for the anniversary of his shoe, and he talked about how hard he was, to, how hard it was for Nike to work with him to make a shoe. Um, I wish I could how long have his shoes been around? I don't really know. I never really. I only really wore the Janowski Maxes when they came out, and I think the pair I bought were in 2015. He had been the shoes. Oh, they came out that recently. No, I think they came out a little bit before that. Um, I think they're like a early. I think they're like an early 2010 shoe. I really don't know though. I don't. I, I have a whole thing about Nike and skate shoes that I don't buy them for skating. So I tend to, I have a, like a very weird relationship with Nike and, and Dunks, which is funny about Dunks being the big shoe. <laughs> Can you be a little more elaborate? Yeah. yeah. Well, being... I'll, I'll, let me, let me take a step back. If, if you guys are listening on the sneakers app, watch the history lessons about, they do about the Dunk and, and skateboarding community and Nike and how they got there. It's a really cool sort of, it's like a, it's like a breadth versus depth thing. It's like kind of going in a little bit to how they got to breaking into sort of the, the skateboarders are like very, very hard community to be in because there's like elements of it that are very gatekeepy. And then there's parts of it that are just very genuine. You want to keep that genuine aspect. And so Nike talks a bit about that. There is in those videos, a little bit of revisionist history. I'm not going to go into detail because there's a skate shop on the in the west side of Michigan premiere that's featured a lot, and I like those guys, and I don't want to like crap on what they're talking about because they built a really good relationship with Nike, and they're good dudes. They're just dope dudes, and I've been hey, I've been going through premiere to get stuff since I was you know 13, 14. Um, Where are they based out of? Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids, yeah um they're cool actually that's where i got the uh i got the chicago i got the chicago dunk lows there uh yeah yeah. uh but anyways so there's like it's like a really good way to kind of get your feet wet into it but essentially like one of the reasons why i don't necessarily personally buy dunks to skate in is because one it's hard to find size 14s like this is really hard (laughs) (laughs) two um I personally in like my in my life 
I would say pretty much from like 18 from when I went to college until I left college, there were skate shops and stuff that I would like go to and hang around on the east side of Michigan to get stuff from and all eventually closed and kind of it was in to do with the major shoe companies sneaker accounts they had with them and stuff like that and then like there's like a lot of like the Nike team picked up a lot of skater like Nike kind of like got into skating and then like a bowling ball sort of wrecked the financial industry of the skate shoe industry and kind of left a lot of skaters in a weird spot that were pros that had shoe deals because maybe they weren't the like maybe they weren't Jordan but they were definitely Pippin and when Jordan left their skate brand you know, they couldn't carry the team and they sat at the end of the finals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what what uh, what major labels make shoes for skating now? Does Etni well, still make shoes? Well, so like, you know, the big two, well, I guess even New Balance makes a skate shoe. So New Balance and Nike and Adidas all have skate shoes, right? right. And they have big name skaters signed to them. And then you have like DC's around still, Osiris is kind of around... I think iPath recently went defunct in like the last four or five years. Uh, Etnies is around. Uh, I think Etnies is around. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I'm trying to think. I really haven't like super looked hard into. Oh, uh, America. America is who I wear now. I wear America all the time still because I liked America. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it, it had like an yeah. impact and then like, you know, like costing and stuff, moving or making moves to them. And there's just a lot of things that happen with the major brands coming in to skateboarding and uh, skateboarding was a really big part of my life. And I never, I wasn't like damn good at it, but it was always something I did when I was stressed out or like growing up, it was like a fun way to just like let loose and to like, I learned to skateboard before I learned to ride a bike. <laughs> wow. I learned to ride a bike really late in my life. Like my sister was riding a bike before me. <laughs> and I was pretty late too, but I don't know. It sounds like you were later than me. I was like, I was on inappropriately late, you know, <laughs> I could bow a lawn, but I couldn't ride a bike. Uh, oh man. And, you know, okay. I remember getting home and getting like getting my CCS catalog or my active mail order or my active mail or uh you know pharmacy i'd get my my i get my catalog home i would circle all the shoes i wanted and i would send it to my i'd take the rip it out and mail it to my relatives so they can find it and so like i wore ipath osiris and adios a lot i wore dc because they made 14s 15s and then dc became like a trailer park kid thing and i kind of like backed away <laughs> yeah stuff like that and you know I, yeah i don't want to like and i wore i, I I'll skate in like a Jordan one and I'll skate in a Jordan four and I'll skate in like a pair of Air Force ones on occasion, even pair of Converse. But like, if I'm going to actively buy a shoe for skating and I'm going to, I'm going to like invest in it, I'm buying a skate shoe from a skate brand that just need, you know, they just deserve the the money to me. And yeah. it's weird for me to celebrate. Like it's weird for me to see skaters arguing about like, stop these hype beasts from buying sneakers because you know, skaters skate their sneakers you know and i go guys like just buy a real skate shoe from a real skate company that's ran by skaters like <laughs> yeah let these hype pieces have their shit like it's gonna come and go 
don't get me wrong. Like there's like one pair. I, I skate in my ass, my asphalt dunk one lows. I skate in those all the time, and it's because they look cool skated in. They're like yeah. kind of elephant, elephant printed all around, kind of. Yeah, yeah, super exactly dope. Um, but most of like the, like I have the black sheep dunk highs that I like a lot. That's just a dope shoe. I don't like skating in it just because it's like suede and it's really hot and my feet get real sweaty and it's a it's a hot shoe. It's a hot hot shoe. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I I would I would ideally want to like I, I feel like I should I could wear my, my dunks to skate more in. I just I get a weird feeling when I wear them when I skate. I just feel like I'm I'm cheating on skate shoes. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention Vans on purpose because, uh, you know, I don't want to like curse on the podcast heavily, but like F Vans, uh, Vans only makes their basic base shoes up to size 14, 15, but any collab shoe only goes like 12 or 13. Really? Yeah. I will not stand. I will not stand for discrimination. I will not. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. It's awful. Jeff Rowley. I mean, Vans are just Vans are more mainstream to the general public. I feel like than even like Dunks. I, I feel like Vans will always be a skate shoe. They'll always be the shoe of the skater. It's like you can't beat that waffle on the bottom. Uh, Janowski is kind of a knockoff fan. <laughs> I think it's like it's always going to be the shoe of the skate. But I cannot like ever support Vans. Really, I'll go to like a Vans off the wall show, I guess, but. I don't like supporting Vans because they refuse to ever make realistic shoes for people of my size. And I know I'm a small minority of people with large feet that wear Vans, that want to wear Vans, but like Andrew Reynolds got signed to Vans and Andrew Reynolds is one of my favorite skateboarders of all time. And it yeah. breaks, it breaks my heart. Like I, I've owned, I've o- always owned an Andrew Reynolds pro model. Like once every five years, like I buy one and I was like, man, I want to get a shoe. And it's like, can't, can't get the Baker, the cool Baker, Vans because well they don't make them in size fourteen. That's a different podcast. I can't, I can't believe I can't believe that. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. Etnies does make shoes, by the way. They're kind of okay looking. They're still so no, that's good. I honestly don't like. I feel like they didn't have to used to have this big ass logo on them. With the sideways E. Yeah. Ours upside down. No, it was always there. It's, it's like a little arrow. You might be thinking of Essies, the ESs ones. I don't know how to pronounce it. No. You know, it'd be really good. We should get Bonner on a podcast because he has like a a the thesaurus size knowledge of skate shoes, and he talks about them so coolly. Like, yeah, and he's got he's got an interesting collection of shoes. I feel like also, yeah, and he also is like, I was actually texting him, and he was telling me like he's he's on his uh he's on his hike he's on his hiking gear and dad core wave, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, for sure. He was like, yeah, that's he, like the wave, man. He just moved away. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But that's like my big thing with skate shoes. And I think, yeah, like the whole skaters versus hype beast thing right now with with dunks and people trying to get to them. I think it's such a fascinating like tension that doesn't have to be there. <laughs> it just like doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah. And I, I I just feel like just Nike in general was kind of trying to be they you know even they don't really say that this was how it was going in those those shorts that you mentioned but they were totally trying to be like we want to be the mainstream skating sneaker oh we're nike like we we make everybody's favorite running shoe and 
football cleat and uh, blah, 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 blah. We should be the one who makes the, the skate shoe that you think of first. Oh, absolutely. And I don't, I don't really think that's how it should be. Like, they just, I don't really think that's how it should be for skating. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they just, because they weren't there first. Well, they, like, you know, the, the crazy thing is they own fucking Converse, don't they, Nike? Yeah, but I feel like Converse is like, it's like kind of separated from them now because not in the app anymore. Any, like, really, they have like a separate thing in the app. In the Nike app? Yeah, they're like not in the Nike app really anymore. Oh, interesting. The Nike got rid of Hurley, I think, too. So I think they're kind of like, because they bought up brands and they're kind of like getting rid of, they're kind of trimming the fat, you know? Was Hurley a skate shoe? No, Hurley was like motocross gear and stuff and bike stuff. I think, mostly. I don't know. I, anytime I saw like, any, honestly, anytime I saw a kid that was really in to Limp biscuit wear it, I wouldn't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels bad because Nookie's a really funny song. <laughs> but like, hey, I just... A, I would say there's a couple of good Limp biscuit songs out there. I'll say there's like two things in my in my we're going on a little, a little time travel. When I was in middle school, I heard a girl make fun of a kid, make fun of a boy, a girl that had a crush on, make fun of a boy for like being in the Limp Biscuit. And then one of my friends made fun of kids who liked Weezer. And so there's like two bands that I just avoided for years. <laughs> because like I was like, I don't want people to think I'm not cool. I got into Weezer like Junior I was gonna say, though. I was gonna say, really, like, I think it's okay to not be into Olympus game, but Weezer is. I got into they Weezer. Have firmly dug their place into rock history, in my opinion. They have, they have. I got into Weezer in like middle school, in like our junior year of high school. Middle school, I avoided them. Junior year of high school, I got really into the Blue album, and then I think Make Believe came out. And listened to Pinkerton, and like Pinkerton's that weird album by Weezer that Weezer doesn't like. <laughs> oh well, Pinkerton. Pinkerton's a great album. I feel like sometimes I that's even a, think I like Pinkerton better than the Blue Album. Actually, I like. I think Pinkerton's really good, but that's a different podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, we got so many podcasts we had to record. <laughs> I mean, when you're talking about sneakers, I, the culture really kind of uh, everybody wears shoes. So, yo, what about a Dunk collab with Weezer, and they do a black a red, a green, and a blue album for each dunk. Yeah. And then I would probably I would probably buy a pair, a pink, a pink pair of dunks. You know how Rivers Cuomo has like the little like lightning thing on his guitar strap? Yeah. They put that inside of like the swoosh. I would probably try to buy it. It would probably sell on every it would sell out in in a half second like every other pair of dunks right and then they could put on like the like uh you know how like in the air force one they have like the little like you know sneaker tag thing in the front on the laces yeah do a little guitar pick on the laces oh man bro weezer nike hit me up you know nike i'm very critical of you guys but i'm always about my paper so you know hit me up I don't know what kind of guys this, the 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 Weezer guy started as like metal. The guy Rivers Cuomo was in a metal band with one of the other guys. Yeah, and then he went. Uh, to, did he go to Harvard? I think so. He like quit the they they paused the bands when he go to school, which like the Descendants did the kind of the same thing when my like 
pretty sure descendants are kind of the same thing too. They took a break so that the elites are gonna go to college. Man, we have so many podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Um we really could. We really could. But yeah, I think like, like I was just saying about like the the dunks thing is it's like, yeah, there's a rich kind of complicated history to me, but I think seeing that I think Nike saw like this was the vibe. I feel like they go through these these channels with their main shoes, you know, they go Air Force One, Air Max, they go Air Max 90, Air Max 270 was it was a move for a while. And then I thought I think that was that's a wave that crashed through those 270s. Really? I feel like 270s the, I see a lot. I they're the ones that have the big air bubble in the back of the heel, right? Yeah. And they're and the react in the front. Uh, or maybe that's a different shoe. Maybe that's a React 270. Might be. I do I do see the 270s all the time. I feel like the 270s problem was they, they started out at too high of a price point. There was that pair that was like uh red and green and yellow and white. Or is that am I thinking of the Reacts? I gotta yeah. look it up, right? No, no worries. Air Max 270. yeah i see these all the time yeah 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 like, I took, like I took your, a, your your mom will probably buy a pair of these okay that's a really weird segue i was gonna say i took my wife to buy a pair of these for air max day <laughs> so thanks thanks for that uh, <laughs> i've never actually seen my mom wearing a pair of 270s i tried to buy my pair of my mom a pair of nfds and then she's like my feet are swimming in them my yeah where you say something about that i my mom wants a pair of dunks Really? Yeah, I had her enter a raffle for Premiere for the uh, the Ben and Jerry's, and she loves it. She like thinks it's the funnest shoe of all time. I mean, it, it is fun is a word I would use to describe that shoe. And I was like, really? And I was like, Mom, you need to buy a pair of fakes. Like, you just get a fake pair. No one's gonna care that you're wearing a pair of fakes. Yeah, no, they'll, <laughs> they'll probably be pretty solid anyway. You know what she told me? She's like, no, I only want authentic pairs. I was like, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Well, mom, okay, you wouldn't no. know. If I showed up at Christmas and gave you, you unwrapped a gift box, and there was a pair of of dunks in there that were the the Ben and Jerry dunks. You would be, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't be the wiser. You're not gonna get on if YouTube. I, if I said they were real, you wouldn't be the wiser. You'd be like, "Great, thanks, thanks, Marcus." You're not gonna get on YouTube and watch Yeezy Buster and try to figure it out. <laughs> and Man, then, I actually that's something that happened for me during quarantine. As I, I. Uh, I think I found a subreddit about re, like rep oh, reps. sneakers. Dude, that's a deep. And it is deep. It is very deep. And the Dude. crazy thing is the way to buy a pair of reps is you have to like you have to like find the seller who works with the factory. Like you can't just there's a few websites where you go and like buy, but it's not like a it's like it's like medium legit. Like it feels like is something is something smarmy here? Like is something are they gonna take my money and like not send me a pair of sneakers? But they yeah. do, they take your money and they send you a pair of cheap sneakers that looks like a pair of expensive sneakers. And the rep people, they like don't it's like there's like two schools of thought. There's like some people are like, I don't care. I paid my money for it. Some people are like, No, I like like how cool this replica is. And it's like, what? <laughs> I mean, in all in all seriousness. A vast majority of people, if you were wearing a pair of reps, even if you had a pair of reps on that 
had some some very small identifier as reps you know like one little one little thing was off where if someone who knew was looking for it they would notice yeah but that's going to be like one in a thousand one in a one in ten thousand people are going to be that person who knows how to identify the the thing that makes your shoe a rep and all the other people even even a majority of the people who know what the sneaker is are going to be like oh man you have you have those uh those uh, Wotherspoon Air Maxes. Uh, did you get those on launch day? Like, oh yeah, you know, I got them. In, yeah, but they're a pair of fucking wraps you paid paid one hundred and ten dollars for. You know, last week. One hundred percent, man. I feel like there's like got to be a bunch of people in West Michigan walking around with reps. I just couldn't pitch like like one. There's not like a lot of solid places to get sneakers there, and two, like I remember when I got my cause. I felt like I was one of three people in Grand Rapids that had them, like, <laughs> at my cause four. And I was like, man, I wonder if all three, of, like, when all four of us have a real pair. <laughs> What's did you go to? S- did you go to Grand Valley State? No, I was just where I worked at the store in Grand Rapids. So oh, was, oh, oh, right, right, yeah. Now I went to school on the east side of the state. Word, but uh, yeah, I think it's such. I think it's an interesting thing. I feel like. That's a good episode we should do. We should talk about reps. We should do a bunch of research on these reps people. And because it's like, it's deep. Like they have like recommended people. They have ratings for reps and stuff. Especially with Yeezys and Jordans too. There's like you, I think you can get of like the biggest pairs of Jordans and Yeezys. You can get a, like a near perfect pair or like, uh, what's that shoe? That fucking shoe. Mars Yards. Nike Mars Yards. You can get some, you can get some pretty close. And Mars Yards already look fake. So yeah, <laughs> Marzier's 2.0 photos are uh, making their rounds. Weren't they supposed to release a pair this year? Or 2.5? Is it 2.0 or 2.5? Is that yeah? Is there yeah. is there a difference? Yeah, there's a pair that's out right. Like there's a pair that's photos are kind of making rounds right now. But is there a difference than the one that came out like a year and a half ago or two years ago or whatever? Yeah, it's got like a black. I guess like a like a like a like a black piece on the front on the on the toe bar on the toe box i just saw it for like a split second when i was swiping through uh, twitter i didn't really look at it because i saw it like a glimpse of it and i was like nah i want the 2.0s <laughs> i wish i bought the pair i was i had just gotten really gotten into it when the the overshoe mars Arts came out yeah and I, I kind of wish that I had bought, I had tried to buy them because who knows if I had bought if I had purchased a pair I totally would have cut the overshoe off. Oh yeah, to where to yeah you know you know what I'm talking about right yeah I like yeah, the overshoe I, totally I need to make more shoes with bags that you can jawstring around your ankles. <laughs> what what about those Nikes that have that big that big clip on thing that goes on the outside of them? Oh, the ones they did for the Nike ID recently. I don't think it was for Nike ideas. I can't think of what they're called. It was like a weird looking Nike shoe to begin with. And then they had this big, this big thing that you like stepped into and it like, it, it sat around your shoe. It had like an over sneaker. Oh, and I don't know, man. Stop I'll me. find a picture. I'm sorry that I can't think my of the history name right now. My Nike history isn't as good as some of the best out there. Uh, <laughs> I, no. uh, yeah, the is the Ispa Road Warriors is that what they were? No. Yeah, that might be it. It's got like a like I don't think that's it actually. 
Anyway, we'll get back to that some other time. So, we'll come sorry. back. Well, let's say, okay, last thing about the reps. Uh, when I was looking at the reps Reddit, I was like really curious about it. The website that a lot of these people buy reps from, you can buy like replica everything. Yeah. You can buy replica like uh, fishing poles. And I was like really? thinking, I was like, damn, you know, I, I would totally buy a replica tent. Like, I don't want to spend real money on a tent because I don't believe in camping, but a replica tent? What what would that hurt? Like, why would that hurt that? <laughs> yeah, like, have, if, if, it, like, because me, it's literally made out of the same material and stuff. Like, it's like an actual replica. It's not like a... Yeah, it's like, they got grills. Yeah. They have suitcases. They get... <laughs> I was like, man, I can get a bunch of dish towels to be set for eight years of my life. It's like Costco yeah. for, for rip-offs. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, but, the, that's the thing about reps is that there is a risk that there's a fair range of quality of what a replica could be. Like, some of them are going to be, like, an identical, like, the factory next door to the factory that makes those North Face jackets is making the exact same jackets with the same materials and the same thread and the same schematic and everything. Yeah. But then, you know... They got tears. tears. Coleman Cooler... Is actually just uh, fiberglass filled with asbestos compared <laughs> to the real the real Coleman cooler, right? I thought about drinks cold. They had cast iron skillets, and I like I'm a I'm a cast iron skillet fanatic, and I was like, ooh, oh man, I wonder how how a how do you replica a cast iron skillet? Is it like plaster? <laughs> how many cast iron skillets do you have? Uh, two, and then you know I really? my my third one really is my mom's, and I'm gonna just steal one day. <laughs> it's well seasoned. That that cast iron skillet belonged. I think her mom had it. That cast iron really? skillet is old, and I wanted it for my wedding, and she wouldn't give it as a wedding gift. So I gotta oh, take man. it. We... I gotta gotta put my black air forces on. Gotta put my skillet. <laughs> Ma, I'm Ma, the skillet. This is a, this is a hold up, mom. I need that skillet. <laughs> we're we got a skillet, and we're seasoning it for our generations to come. That's what's up. I got a really good one for a wedding. I got two for wedding presents, not from my mom. You know, mom, if you're listening, uh, uh, one of them is like a really small one, kind of like a bedside one. And the other one is like a huge one. It's like the cool, it takes like a two burner. <laughs> we have, we have like a two burner. Uh, is it square? No, it's like a circular one. It's just giant. It's oh, like, interesting. I couldn't add a drive to work to pick it up because that's where it was because i couldn't take it on the train oh because it was so heavy it was it's just large you can't put it in a backpack this thing i'm not worried about any intruders because i will you'll swing it you'll swing it yeah i will i will fred flintstone them with them i will bop them on the head <laughs> you know cast iron the, the little bedside one would probably do just fine that's true but you know i like to keep that for like making little quiches and stuff uh, <laughs> We have a we have a rectangular griddle that fits over two burners. I like those. And it, there's two sides. There's like a, a side with like grill lines, and then there's a side that's like a flat. I want one like of those a, really a grease drain and everything. Yeah, I would recommend it. Man, we're gonna have, to have like I feel like we just like this podcast is gonna turn to like young adult men podcast. We'll see. We but, definitely have gone on a lot of topics that young adult men would be interested in outside of sneakers. True, true. See, I think I think this pocket. I think we're doing a good job. I think episode two 
we just hopped right into it a year a year later. Maybe we just do a yearly annual podcast. For the sake of time, though, we should get back onto the Yeah, we should get back on test. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, the year of the dunk, I think, like, we didn't really get into the meat of, like, how this happened, how it started to come about. So What's your favorite dunk before you do? Before I do, my favorite dunk of this, this like, year. This year? Um, yeah. The Hennessy's. I love the Hennessy's. I love Hennessy. Yeah. The Hennessy dunk. It's like, it's a, it, my wife and I, like our honeymoon, our, our anniversary, we like got a houseboat and we were like isolated from everyone on this houseboat. It was nice and safe. And the Hennessy dunks made me feel like I was on like a cruise ship. Like they were just like loud. It's a, it's a lounge dunk. It's so chill. It's so Oh, you chill. have a pair. Yeah. I love them. I wanted the, the hypnotics like, too. Uh, I love hypnotics. They're like beige with a black swoosh and yep. black laces. Gold, the gold Nike on the back or the Nike's on like Sweet. a gold on the tail. It's dope. Yeah, and you know, I'll like say it. it. I'm not going to skate in them. <laughs> I'm not. Well, afraid. neither neither are ninety percent of the people who bought dunks this year. So true. I feel like a lot of skate shops though have gotten like, well, I, you know, we'll get it. We'll, I'll get into it in a second. Yeah. So how did we get here for dunks? I think that the thing about dunk collabs is they've been around since the dawn of time, since SBs became big, and I really feel like the dunk collab thing became like i don't know they were like a reckless renegade department in nike like Mm -hmm. like the kruger dunks like those got made and they should have never been allowed to make those because they clearly violated an ip you know Mm -hmm. but they did it and if you go into the history of collab dunks they're just and and they never make a shit ton of them they make like you know they're like short run collabs that were kind of fun you know concepts did the did theirs the staple you know the pigeon shoe from staple was huge that like shut down new york um, but even like Quagmire from Family Guy, there's a Quagmire dunk. Uh, they mm-hmm. made some golf shoe, like off shoe, like dunks have had the dunks have freedom to be fun in a way that no other Nike shoes allowed to. Like other Nike shoe collabs, I feel like are like Nike gives people like 20% they get to mess with, you know. And dunks are like, hey man, like <laughs> it's like, hey man, hit this joint and do what do whatever you want. <laughs> And they just go crazy. They just go nuts. And like, so some of my favorite like old dunks that you don't, that, you know, people don't really, if you know, you know, uh, the Gibson dunks with the inside pink fur and the outside brown leather, the leather wears so great. So cool. Um, you know, the Heineken dunks are awesome, but much like the Kruger dunks should have never been allowed to be made. They weren't like, wait, wait, which one? The Heineken dunks, the Lowe's. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like these are, and, and Dunks would just do that. They would just make things based on stuff. And then like, hopefully no one gets mad. Like, uh, The Quagmire Dunks look like Quagmire shirt from Family Guy. Um, probably one of my Quagmire. favorite Dunks that happened about four years ago was uh, CDG, Como de Garçon did uh, a clear Nike Dunk high that had like black around, you know, the sort of the build of the shoe and all the other parts were clear and that was really yeah but i'm a sucker for a clear shoe and they never make them in size 14 make you work on that you know Um, oh man i love a clear shoe i know people hate it because they're like it's gonna sweat it's gonna get all foggy fuck it like don't look at my feet then uh yeah uh but i think we got to this point on dunks being this hype because 
I feel like Nike was the two seventies didn't give them the return that they wanted from Air Max Day when they launched them, you know. And I feel like yeah. they were in need of like a good to go win. And dunks are really popular with people who skate. Skate culture is a big part of pop culture right now, especially in hype culture. And I think yeah. that that freedom to collab and do anything crazy on a dunk gave people the ability to do whatever they wanted on dunks. That's why I think the off-white dunks that um, Virgil first did didn't land well because Virgil didn't do much to them besides add that weird rubbery thing. Like the overlace or whatever. Yeah, the, I was going to say that's... Was there a different dunk that he made besides that? Well, he did the... Well, he just did it in different colors. Then he did like the rubber dunks. The ones that I... I oh, yeah, the yeah. rubber dunks. The original ones were the ones with the extra lace over the top. Yeah. They're just like not yeah, that fun. Know. But, but no, dunks have like a clear. strong history. You know, like they... At one point, dunks you could buy at MC Sports or Dick's for like 50 bucks. Like they've just always been around. And at one point they were like basically like they were kind of like the shoe you could get at Kohl's. Like, how much they, or uh, how long have dunks been around? Since uh, that, that was one thing I didn't I didn't like about the Nike shorts was it didn't really say, say years. Uh the dunks were like some of it was like the first collegiate shoe that they was playing basketball in, like in the 80s. No, I mean the uh, I'm sorry, the, the Nike SB dunks. Oh, SB dunks? Uh late nineties, mid to late nineties. Oh yeah. Yeah, there were some other SB shoes that came out, and then they did the dunks around with them. They did pro models for some of the guys. Uh, it's a lot to get into, um, but yeah, they've always done you know dunk collabs and done like fun dunks. But I think in 2018, hype culture was like mainlining dunks. They were like ready to inject dunks in their veins, and. This last, the last, I think from 2019, the late summer 2019 till now, we have been getting bombarded with the greatest hits of what they have to do with dunks. Um, and all of them to me have been, you know, really, they've been the essence of dunks, breaking the shoe and doing outlandish stuff. The Ben and Jerry's dunk. It, it was to me the most successful collab at collabing the vision of the brand of Ben and Jerry's with the sneaker you know yeah uh grateful yeah, they're deads, very nice grateful deads were like cool and all but like i felt like the grateful dead ones they like, kind of sucked because a bunch of people bought them for resale but really like the grateful dead ones belong to deadheads you know <laughs> yeah yeah not even the sure. skaters like they belong to deadheads and like long term the children of deadheads you know it um, makes me feel bad because the the reseller is gonna buy buy that shoe and the person who's going to pay who's going to really want to pay resale for that shoe is a deadhead and it just sucks for that deadhead that it sucks right yeah it just sucks you're right and that's what the that that's what i think like the the dunks fad is going to fade quickly it's not going to like die out like slowly it's not like they won't have their place in sneaker history yeah they'll keep their place but like you're going to notice like it's going to just hit a wall and then Nike's going to have to figure gonna be out... sick and not, not being able to get dunks. Yeah. And then Nike's going to figure out their next thing to capitalize on. And I feel like in the rhythm we're in, the Air Force One has been done pretty recently. So it's either going to be like... I mean, honestly, if I'm being honest, I think next year we're going to get a, a, a Jordan-Drake collab that's going to be like huge 
we're not going to see coming. And hmm. I think you're going to, I think it's going to be like a big Jordan year next year. I feel like, I feel like next year's going to be a big Jordan year. And then yeah. Nike's going to like, I feel like Nike's either going to go back to Air Max or like double down on some other like obscure shoe. But really like, it's hard to put into words how kind of nuts this dunk thing has been because it feels like it feels like everyone knows the dunk, but the hype around the dunk right now feels like it's being really pushed heavily by resale value, not by just the story of the shoe itself, you know? What about Air Tech Challenge too? <laughs> nah, it won't happen. Too much no. too many words. Hype beasts don't have the big vocabulary. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, it's interesting though. Uh, was oh you know you know what the big one I thought was funny was Travis Scott, the Travis Scott the Travis dunks. Scott dunks. Because I feel like there like there were a lot of people that I really respect their sneaker opinions who hate that shoe with the plaid and the uh, the plaid and the like hemp lace this, kind of thing. Yeah, because you look at it and honestly, like it does look kind of like like a burlap shoe. <laughs> When I see someone wearing it, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, it feels like a, like, like a solely a flex shoe, you know? Yeah, for sure. But I kind of feel like that about all of Travis Scott sneakers at this point, except for a few. Like, yeah. I know, I know you got those 270s. Yeah. They're not exactly, they're not exactly a flex Travis Scott. Not like, uh, not like the, uh, the, the light blue fours or the, uh, the ones high yeah. or low i feel like well the 270s like i kind of like loki kind of regret selling them really uh, I, I wish i would have traded for a size 15 uh because like a 14 one of, my, one of my friends who had a 14 that has like a similar foot as me was like it's too small man don't don't keep it just sell it and i kind of wish i would have traded it because it is a weird kind of cool shoe but i could totally see myself like going on walks in it you know you don't try it on at all when it's uh when you're gonna sell it. I always like if I get it, it fresh, and then I'm always looking at reviews from people, and I always try to find like Bigfoot dudes with wide feet and to keep it real. Because you always see them yeah. when they review the shoe, they start out like, "Damn man, I really wanted this, but," and I go, "Doesn't <laughs> it's too tight? It's too tight." that's funny so i bought my first pair of comp i got my first pair of converse in like six years right and i was like you know i feel like i always had a problem buying converse where i would buy them not the right size but i thought i felt like i got a 14 so i'm gonna get a 15 this time and my feet are swimming in them and i'm like that's right i have to wear converse are solely true to size like i have to wear like a 14 in converse i can't size up in these because yeah they'll stretch just right these 15s i'm wearing i feel like i feel like bozo the clown man i hate it <laughs> that's so strange i i feel like it must be different if you're on the on the the higher end of the spectrum than if you're in the middle like my on, on the shoe spectrum because i have a size 10 and a half like my foot when i put it on that little device that measures your foot size it's exactly 10 and a half like exactly like right on the line and I buy everything in 10 and a half and everything always fits like just about right in 10 and a half. Like no matter the shoe, like my Air Force Ones, my, all my different Jordans, my all my Yeezys, like 10 and a half fits, fits perfectly good. I think when shoe people, companies get lazy after 13, after 12. 
or is it's may I was just thinking that it's something about how they are manufactured, like or the way they the way they scale up. It just it like r- makes more room for error on the actual sizing when they are taking a certain size. Like the the prototype they make is probably like a size ten or eleven or something, you know. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it's even a ten and a half, and then they scale it up on their little machines and computers that design the the, the schematics and stuff. And the, the scaling doesn't always exactly translate for every single shoe the exact same way, you know? Totally. Yeah. I think that's like the that's like the thing about it is like it just kind of there's not enough research being done because they don't make a 14.5 usually. And I probably wear a 14 and a half, you know. But then I wear a 14. I, and I half can't believe that. That's bullshit, dude. A Pharrell for some reason. Pharrell and some Yeezys do like half sizes and that size. But I'm assuming they make like 10 pairs for the entire globe. So I always just do you have for... any Pharrell NMDs? Actually, I sold my NMDs uh beginning of this year. Maybe last year. I feel like I don't see people wearing those anymore. I liked mine. Mine were like not I love nautical themed stuff. Like I don't know why. I'm like really into yeah. nautical apparel. Like for some reason uh <laughs> i grew up off a lake i guess maybe that's why yeah. uh but uh the ones that i had look like 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 a like a ship flag like they reminded me of life aquatica steve, uh, steve zisu and i got a size Great 13 movie. and a half and they were too small and i wish i would have not tried to wear them three times to right like they was they were painfully uncomfortable oh yeah because the guy when i was in line with Alex, friend of the podcast, Mr. General Release, Mr. GR. Uh, <laughs> we were in line at St. Alfred and this guy was like, you got a size 13 and a half, bro? I'll give you, I'll give you like yada, 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 straight cash right now for him. I'm like, nah, man, Frell and I are, are two guys born in Virginia. We're kindred spirits. I'm keeping these. And I was like, man, <laughs> should be like, man, fuck Virginia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I love Virginia. That's my home state. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't know that. Yeah. I have a weird that's why like no one will ever know my social security number because I have a weird Virginia one that no one in the Midwest will understand. <laughs> we'll be like, what? What are these digits? Uh what are these digits? But uh yeah, the NMDs, I feel like they kind of fell off for a bit, but I also just feel like they I that's a whole separate podcast about how Adidas drops oh, yeah. the ball with its collaborators. And I want to talk about that a little bit today, but I think we're kind of we're getting towards like the the home stretch here. Yeah, yeah. So we got it. We should wind it up here. We're gonna we're gonna wind it up here. So thanks for sticking with us. We talked a little bit about the dunks. That was fun. Kind of more of like a, a breadth kind of conversation. I think our big conversation was mostly about COVID nineteen and just kind of talking about what happened with the sneakers and everything. So thank you guys for like joining us for another podcast and and hanging out here with us. We're gonna definitely try to get more to you. Try to do more episodes. And if there's something you want to hear about, like definitely hit us up. Send us DMs on uh, at Kicks and Tell Podcast on Instagram. Like I'm always checking; it's it's on my phone. I will get the notification for it. Um, but before we end the show, I think one thing we have to talk about is what shoe, what 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 fit is in our heavy rotation right now, and shoe we're wearing the most. So, Charlie. Oh man, Charlie, let me know what are you doing. What you wearing? So, yeah. Well, considering. COVID and everything, the the primary way COVID has affected me and my sneaker sneaker love is I basically don't wear any of my sneakers. They sit on their rack, you know, closed up <laughs> in the closet, staying safe. Um, 
but my general fit these days is uh, like I've, I've invested in several pairs of sweatpants, you know, I like my crew neck sweatshirts. I what wear brand, my, what I brand wear of my, sweatpants? Uh, oh, well, well, since you asked, <laughs> I actually, most of, most of my pairs are actually champion. I have a pair of champion reverse weave sweatpants that are very nice and the power fleece nice uh both and i like both though they're very comfortable and warm actually i can walk the dog in them at night when it's you know 43 degrees outside and still feel comfortable nice. uh but i have my favorite pair of sweatpants is my my fear of god essentials they're ooh, they're ooh, very ooh. nice yeah they're they're very nice I we didn't talk to... about that at all but i i actually i'm kind of like happy that he's making these clothes you know jerry jerry lorenzo he's making these slightly more affordable versions of his uh his high-end fashion line and the 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 clothes are very nice actually it's like not i feel like it's worth the money for a nicely made pair of sweatpants and nicely made um like jogging suit or whatever you get from the essentials line you know i think they're all pretty nice what were you gonna ask that's why they call them essentials yeah they it is i see what he's doing i see what he's doing over there so, bearing that in mind that sweatpants and crew neck sweatshirts are basically what I wear, like, you know, like a fleece, you know, uh, I have, I barely ever wear my Jordans. It, the Jordans usually come out when it's like jeans or like warmer weather. Uh, and I wear my, I actually wear both my Ultra Boosts. I have a couple pairs of Ultra Boosts and I wear my Yeezys. Like when I have to like run to the grocery store, like I got a flex at the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, you got to love it. But it's like, it's like, it's like flex. <laughs> I got to drive to Jewel and get some stuff or Costco, you know, get gas. Yeah, you got to look. I got to stand outside my car while I get gas for like 10, 15 minutes or yeah, 10, 15 seconds. I'm just got to look at my shoes for that, for that amount of time. <laughs> got to let them know COVID uh, doesn't drop, stop the drip, you know? <laughs> exactly and it's like really easy to slip on a pair of ultra boosts or like a pair of yeezys for sure and i only have a few pairs of yeezys so i just recently purchased my one of only two pair of non-regular sneakers like i said was the uh the glow in the dark easy 380s the calcite glow and so i wore those i wore those to the doctor's appointment the other day i wore them i wore them to the grocery store once they're very comfortable and they're kind of crazy looking. If you pass kind of like a little shadowy area, they kind of glow in the dark. It's, they're, they're pretty crazy. Be robbing people in those. No, no, because like, like, I didn't see his face, but his, his sneakers were glowing as he ran away. Just cut the lights out in the room. You'll find them. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I would say. But it's all about the comfy for me this year. That's, I would say it's exactly the same. I didn't wear sweatpants for years, really. And now I like wear champion sweats usually uh i don't have any fear of god essentials uh i don't i just like sleep on the drop a lot and, and it goes through pack sun usually right yeah they're all he sells them at pack sun i mean yeah. it is it's 90 something dollars for a pair of sweatpants or like 90 something dollars for like a a yeah. sweatshirt or like a fleece i have a fleece that I, it's, it's my favorite fleece but it was i wear a lot of champion expensive. i wear a lot of champion crews i basically wear champion from head to toe usually then occasionally I put on a pair of blue jeans, but I have to say I do think Champion crew neck sweatshirts are like the quintessential crew neck sweatshirt. Absolutely, I think cha- yeah. I think there's a reason why they have Champion logos on the sweatshirt because they are the number one. Yeah, sweatshirt. you're just not gonna you're not gonna trounce that. It's like for the value, and it's it's I love it. 
Yeah, um, I agree. I would say heavy rotation wise for me right now, though, honestly, has been I've been wearing my dunk low Chicago dunks the most <laughs> in the last like yeah. week since I've had them. But also I've been wearing the Union Fours a bunch. Oh yeah. And I love that we, shit. We didn't, even, we didn't even talk about the Union Fours or the uh the off-white fours. Hey, next episode we can get to the must talk about drops. We we can do like a like a we can we can next episode I feel like we can do like a whole entire bit where we just talk about here are the most talked about shoes that came out during COVID and then have like a user interactive poll for it. We can do that or something. Yeah. I love it. But I, you know, you know how you know how I feel about the Union Fours and how I feel about fours in general. Um, I haven't taken the tongue, I haven't uh busted the uh stitch on the tongue yet. Yeah. I don't think I will actually. Uh, I was gonna say I feel like that kind of is part of their uniqueness, other than the color scheme, is I, the sewn in the sewn down tongue. I feel like you. I feel like it's almost like I I can see why someone want to do it, and I think it looks cool. But it's yeah. also cool if you don't do it. Well, it's okay. cooler if you don't do it. I think it looks cool when you do it because it looks like you can kind of see the strands and stuff, and yeah. And I personally like the reason one of the reasons I like the Jordan Four so much is the tongue. Like the tongue is like to me the most attractive part of the Jordan Four. Yeah. But there's something about these fours, just the quality of them. Like a lot of people were like, you know, trying to like call them trash and make jokes about them or whatever. But honestly, this shoe, craft wise, is the most innovative collab Jordan in the last two years. Include- I agree. I totally agree with you. Including including the Union Jordan One, which I did not like the Union Jordan One. Dude, uh, w- this is obviously for another episode, but yeah. I'm like sick of those. I'm sick of seeing those. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like they're so they're so like up on a pedestal at this point that I don't even trust that the people that I see wearing them are wearing a legit pair. Like they that guy bought a pair of rest. Oh yeah, you mean like off white ones? <laughs> No, the unions. The, no, yeah, but I mean, exactly. like off white ones. Just like, just like off white ones. Exactly. Just like off white ones. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it's, it's a comfy shoe. The four, I skate in my Jordan four cements most of the time. And so I'm still on yeah. the fence if I'm going to skate in these Jordan fours or not. Uh, I say I, don't skate in them. Keep them, keep them, keep them fresh, unskated in, but wear them a lot anyway. Generally, Jordan Force for me, longer. they go two years of not getting skated in, and then one morning I'm too lazy, and I just I just slide them on and go to town, and, <laughs> and, and that's just it for them. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I guess I guess I can't hate because I think you should wear your sneakers and like they should look like you wear them. That's what totally. I, that's my opinion. We'll talk about that some other time too. Some other time, you guys. Thank you for joining us for episode two so much. We, we really, love you all. We love you all. We appreciate you uh hey you know if you're out there and we're going we're all going through covid together uh you know look out for one another take care of one another and take care of yourselves please wear a mask uh and and try to be safe out there because we want the world to have more sneaker collectors not less of them and by being safe and social distancing correctly and taking the right steps we can all get through this together so hope you enjoyed the episode we're excited to work hard to bring you more of them uh charlie any parting words uh, make sure you look us up on iTunes, podcast, Spotify podcast, and Simplecast. And feel free to send either of us a message on Instagram if you have a comment about what we talked about in this podcast. Cool. Thank you guys for joining us. Take care. <laughs>